Hello everyone! In this second episode of Architectural Institutions Behind the Facade, I'm excited to share with you a conversation I had with a fellow fourth-year Iowa State architecture student, my friend and current studio partner, Lauren Stokes. We will once again be chatting about the institution of architectural education, but this time through the lens of a student who is nearing graduation. Lauren plans to graduate in December, and she has enjoyed a successful time as a student here for the past four years, with an impressive resume including finalist nominations for studio design competitions and noteworthy involvement in our student chapter of AIAS. Her personal evaluation of her educational experience was super interesting, and I'm excited to share a conversation with you. Alrighty, Lauren. To begin, I'd like you to tell us about your architectural education experience thus far. What have you liked and disliked about it? Um, I think my education has been pretty fruitful. Um, so I think looking back from when I was a freshman, the, the, the greatest difference that I can tell is the way that I think. Like, I think that my education has allowed me to uh, view the world differently, but also approach problems from a different point of view. And so I think that, um, like, evolution and adaption of, um, like, way of thinking um, has helped push me in my education. Um, So my favorite part about uh, my education is probably the creative design process that we get to be a part of. And um, so like professors will take a different approach about this, but I really like a professor that gives you a lot of freedom to express like your thesis in some kind of art way or just like a drawing or model making. Because I think there's never a time again that you'll be able to do that and somebody will actually care. Um, Like, I mean, you can do it for like art or do it for yourself. But if you do that in a job, everyone's going to be like, you know, you just wasted your time probably. Like, it would be helpful, but, like, time, I think it's really valuable. Yeah. And then something I dislike about my experience, um, I think it's the separation that we have between our courses. So the professors bless you in, and educate you in each of your classes. But I think there's enough push to kind of apply them all together. So, um, like our SciTech courses, you know, everyone's always like, uh, think about structure, think about, you know, sustainability. But you can think about it, but if you don't apply it, then it almost becomes, you know, it's not that useful. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, each element, you know, we have, like, our history and theory culture classes, you know, if you have a a minor in, like, digital media or sustainability, and then we have, like, our side tech classes, and then we have studio, and it seems like studio is at the center of this circle, and everything else just, like, kind of revolves around it, but never touches it, unless you really make the effort to have each of the elements kind of overlap in each other. Um, and I think I just wish there was a little bit more push to have all of these things kind of coalesce into one, like a studio project or something. I don't know. Great ideas, Lauren. Yeah, I definitely agree. I've always thought we have a lot to accomplish in studio. And 
I don't know, if we try to better integrate it with other courses, that definitely could be helpful. We'll come back to that in a little bit, but I kind of want to ask you right now about your internship and that experience. I know for my listeners that Lauren had an internship at Corgan um, in Dallas this past summer, and I wanted to ask, how well do you feel like your education had prepared you for that job? And then in what ways did you feel prepared well, and in what ways did you feel underprepared? Um, I think I was both prepared and unprepared. Um, so school, I enjoy going to school. And I really like learning. And I think I'm a pretty fast learner. Um, so I, I like to have knowledge and gain knowledge and know that, that you can always learn something new. And so I think going into an internship, it was my first internship last summer, it was kind of intimidating because uh, you feel like you're expected to know a lot of stuff. But, um, I mean, I think school prepared me to work hard and to learn a lot and to appreciate learning a lot. Um, like, there were some things like, you know, building codes from both sex class and rendering Photoshop stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got this. Like, I can do this. But then there's other things that I was totally lost on. Like one time my boss made me do a code check and basically I had to like pour through all these city codes and state codes and like fill out this Excel document of like allowance. Oh my gosh. It was the, the most intense kind of code thing I've ever done. And it took me like three days and I just wanted to like put my head through a wall. But <laughs> So <laughs> there were things like that where I was like, I did not know that this profession was like this. But then there were other things. You go to the client meetings and you're like, yeah, like we learned about this in school. Like this is recognizable. Um, so then I think another thing that I was kind of unprepared for, I mean, it sounds weird, but I think I was unprepared for how realistic everything is. Like you make a mistake in your studio project, you know, I feel like you yourself, you know, this mistake, but we don't spend enough time in reviews to like really dive deep into like this tiny little mistake that you made. But if you make a mistake in a project that's actually being built and you have clients and, you know, people who have a lot of money, they're looking at your, your thing. Uh, it kind of is a little nerve wracking. Like that, that didn't happen to me. I mean, I'm sure I made a lot of mistakes and somebody like picked up my slack um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's really realistic and it's kind of hard to like wrap your head around when you're in this world of like totally unrealism in school and like anything can go basically. Um, so like also I had no idea how to use Revit. I had to learn that along the way. And then, um, yeah, I think. I was prepared and unprepared, um, more prepared in, like, a mental state and then less prepared in, like, an actual, like, these are the skills I have, um, like, technical skills and, like, also just knowing about how architecture actually works. Okay, I have a quick side note for my listeners. The next bit of conversation will be in relation to episode one in my interview with Professor Rob Whitehead. 
So if you haven't listened to that, you might want to pause this podcast and go listen to that first. This is definitely not a requirement, but it was really fun for me to get to compare the teacher and student perspectives of architectural education, and you might enjoy that as well. I feel like there was anything that you could that was difficult to just learn on the fly or everything that you were unprepared for did you feel like it was okay to just learn yeah I mean I think that that definitely makes sense what Rob is saying like it would be super hard to teach somebody in a summer like to have a really strong work ethic and I think that's great about school and yeah I mean learning construction documents in school would be so incredibly boring. Like, I I don't even, like, I wouldn't even want to do that. Um, so I think, yeah, learning, like, the more soft skills, I guess you could say, in school and the hard skills, it's not bad, I don't think, to have a summer where you're learning all of this new stuff. Like, I think that's super, super valuable. And makes, I think it makes going to your job fun when you know, like, Maybe you don't know what you're doing one day, and then you kind of get more confident as you go along, and you're kind of like, yeah, I got this. Like, I can do this. I can make make one construction document, I, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for in, as far as, like, the unpreparedness for, like, the, just the realism of all of it, though, do you feel like there's mm-hmm. a way that we could – learn differently in studio that would prepare us better for that or is that also just sort of part of the learning? I think like I mean the design build was definitely like probably the most realistic project that we did because it was built but like you know all those construction documents that we did we did them like after the fact because we just kind of like figured out how to do it and then we like did it and like not everybody even did the design build it was you know, like, there's only so much that, like, 80 people could work on. So, mm-hmm. I mean, hmm. I mean, I think it would be valuable to, like, maybe turn ProPrac into a class of, like, realism. Maybe it's, like, an internship class, you know, like, you go work at a firm in Des Moines, like, once a week, and you get that kind of real-world experience, so that way you know what it's like. And maybe it doesn't occur your fourth year. Maybe it occurs your third year. Um, instead of just, like, being talked at, all of these things that happen in a firm and happen in the design process, you go and actually do them and experience them. Um, yeah. So, but, but, like, I also don't think it's a terrible thing to be, like, totally lost. Like, yes, it's really intimidating to be lost and not know what program you're using and not, like, fully understand what you're working on all the time. I don't think that's a bad thing because that's definitely a great way to learn. Oh, yeah, for sure. Also along the lines of having many things to learn, something else I talked about with Rob is the seemingly limitless modeling, rendering, and fabrication tools and softwares we have now compared to when he was in school. Do you ever feel overwhelmed by all the possibilities in trying to learn as many as you can while you're in school? I think because my, my mind is digital media, and mm-hmm. so I take classes, like, so that I get to learn new, new things, but I also think, yes, it's overwhelming, and I won't get to learn everything while I'm in school, like, 
I took a lot of Shelby's classes and I get to learn a lot of different fabrication methods and like software to use with that. But I didn't take Roman's class this semester and they're learning 3DS maps. And like maybe that's a program that will be useful to me in the future, but maybe it won't be. I'm not sure. But yeah, it, it is kind of overwhelming um, because, you know, in 2.30 we just kind of focus on Rhino and that's kind of like a, you use Rhino in school. And then like there's also Revit and then there's like softwares to 3D print, there's other 3D modeling softwares, there's like a bajillion softwares to render things, and then there's like the Adobe Suite. So yeah, it is kind of overwhelming if you think about like the possibilities of things that you can learn, um, but also firms are kind of like almost set in their ways of like what programs they use. So like my internship, we used Revit, Enscape to render, and then Photoshopping for, like, touching it up after. And then, um, I mean, potentially people used other things, and I don't think they would have been like, no, you can't use that program. But as far as, like, fabrication went, there was never, like, there was a model shop that they had, but I'm not quite sure, like, how much it was used. They had 3D printers, but you know, like, I learned how to 3D print, like, third year, I think, when I'm, like, 21, and these people are, like, 40 or 50, and they, like, just learned how to 3D print, and I think it's, like, wow, this is so cool, we just 3D print this building model. This actually happened this summer. They brought it to, like, a team meeting, and they're, like, look at this 3D model we just printed of this building we're going to make, and everyone was, like, ooh, cool, and I'm, like, like, I could do that in a day, like, at <laughs> Iowa State, you know? Um, so I think, like, it is overwhelming to think about all of the possibilities of, like, fabrication and um, software, but it's also kind of disappointing to think, like, how useful is that knowledge going to be? Because, like, I think academia is quite ahead of the, like, practices of a firm. But it's interesting, too, because, like, maybe eventually we can be the people that are like, hey, this would be really good for that, like, application, you know, like, could we yeah. try, like, yeah. learning that, which I, is kind of interesting. I mean, as, a, like, an intern or a, like, very beginning architect, we probably don't have a lot of voice, but <laughs> maybe eventually. Yeah. No, I, I, I do hope that at some point, you know, people will listen. Like maybe the the, peop the older people will see the work that we do in school and like see all these new things we're learning and they're like, yeah, we need to like bring that to our firm and then they'll listen to us young people. Yes, there's definitely hope. Okay, so switching gears a little bit, I'm interested. Do you feel like you have time to be a well-rounded person on top of your schoolwork? How do you think that affects your ability to design effectively? Okay, I read this question and I like laughed to myself because not that it's a it's a good question. It's a really good question. But one time, one of my friends was like, "Do you have any hobbies?" And he like plays the guitar and like does like photography and like has time to work out and stuff. And I think I like laughed and then like thought about it for a bit. And I was like, "Wait, no, I like actually don't have any hobbies because I spend all my time like doing design stuff. Like as bad as that sounds, like I would love to have free time because I think it's super important to like 
you know, maybe if I had free time to, like, read more books or, like, learn an instrument, you know, potentially that could inspire some kind of, um, you know, design something or rather, you know, um, a way to do something. But I don't because there's so many credits that we have to take. And since, like, I mean, you know, we're trying to graduate early, like, I decided that last semester, so I was like, oh, shoot, like, I need to, like, finish the rest of my stuff. So I'm taking 18 credits. Like, I have a job, two jobs that I work. Um, and then, like, all of our classes, most of them anyway, are project-based and really project-based classes um, take uh, longer than, like, lecture-based classes. Um because not only do you have to spend time in class, like, doing the discussion, um, but you also have to spend time out of class, potentially, like, creating a project. And maybe it's not the case all the time, but I think a lot of the times, like, creating a project is a lot of, um, takes a lot of brain power, and, like, that creative process is, like, it takes a long time. So, like, do I have time to be a well-rounded person? I mean, sometimes, like, last semester I found that I had a little bit more time. This semester, now that we're online, I definitely have more time. Um, but, like, in the fall, I probably won't have a lot of time to be well-rounded. Like, I won't have all the time in the world to, like, see my friends and family and, like, people who can have an influence on your life and can potentially influence how you design or who you design for uh you know I won't have all the time in the world to like read books and like uh play the piano uh go running things I like to do um maybe those don't like specifically affect how I design effectively but um can affect your mood I think and if you have like a crappy mood because you don't get to do anything fun that you like to do, then for sure that's going to reflect in your work. So uh, yes and no to that question, I guess. Um, sometimes I can be well-rounded, but sometimes it's just too much and I can't. And like, I think the older I've gotten, the more I have made time to do things that I enjoy doing. But um, definitely when I was younger, it was really hard to have a balance between like the amount of work that I do and the amount of work that is assigned and like doing it effectively and like to the best of my ability. I don't know. Sometimes when I think about this question too, it's like, like how do you design like, like architecture is so hard because how do you design things well for other people when you aren't interacting with other people and you're not like, you know, like you can't design super effectively from behind the desk all the time. Like, yeah, I know. Like, you, you got to get out in the world and, like, see how people are, like, acting and interacting with each other and reacting to things. And you can't do that by just, like, Googling the answer all the time, like, from mm-hmm. your desk. Because you don't have time to, like, go out and do something. Yeah. I think that's just, like, the super unfortunate part of our profession because we have to be kind of, like, the jack of all trades, like, know everything. and like. Mm-hmm. But like our design work takes so much time that like we don't have like honestly our job should almost be 50 50 at least at 
the beginning of projects, like half our time should be spent just like immersing in that experience, I feel like, so that you like know how to design well for it. But yes. we just like don't have time to do that. Like I know, it's honestly a shame. Yeah. <laughs> it really I mean, is. Like how do we like how do we think that we know better how to design something then if we've never even like used it you know like if we're Mm -hmm. we're not a veterinarian but we're going to design a clinic because we think that we know something about it like it's yeah that's so not the case (laughs) all right so the question i wanted to wrap up and end on today is if you could what sorts of changes would you propose to the architectural curriculum at iowa state Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'll kind of two things I talked about before. Um, So have the classes that we take outside of studio be integrated into studio. So like the theories and history and culture that we learn in our HTC classes. um, And then like the sustainability courses. And um, for those who are sustainability uh, minors and like our digital media courses for someone like me and um, all the side tech classes have them be like further integrated into studio um, because like the world revolves around studio in architecture or like that's mm-hmm. what it feels like. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> I think having like, you know, like remember that one semester that we took that class with Lynn and Sharon, it was all about um, like how people use space and like, like mm-hmm. the behavior of people like it would have been so cool to do a studio that is all about like how people use a space and like you what if you had to use the theories that we learned in that class to like fuel your project like the theory was your thesis I think that would be mm-hmm. super cool um yeah. so that would be one thing and then also the other thing I talked about earlier um about ProPrac like you know, having ProPrac, like, after having an internship, I don't think was that beneficial to me. Like, I suppose if you didn't have an internship last summer um, or you chose not to and you were doing something else, then it, it might have been beneficial. But um, I think, like, redoing the curriculum of, like, uh, exposing, like, students to different kinds of professional worlds, like, yeah, a lot of students would become architects, but I can think of like a really good handful who are like super uninterested in doing architecture. Like architecture is a valuable degree, but like potentially they just want to use it to like, you know, be an artist or like be a set designer or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think having pro practice, not necessarily called pro practice, but like if you like, I don't know, things you can do after you graduate and like have it be an exploration um to 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 know that like you don't have to be a licensed architect you can do something else and then Mm -hmm. also have it so um instead of somebody talking at you and telling you um like these are the things you're going to do when you graduate when you work in a firm um like going and seeing that for yourself like all of us are definitely visual learners and having a class where you have to audibly interpret this information is super super difficult um so especially for like an hour and a half so i think like restructuring that class 
so it's more like real world and like actually gives us hands-on experiences, I think that would be really, really valuable. And it would help a lot of people kind of decide like what they want to do, what they're interested in and like where they want to go, if it's architecture or something else. Well, what I guess one last thing about that. What do you think about like the amount of credits that we take and the amount of work that we have? Do you think there's any way to effectively like lessen that a little bit so that we do have more time but still get mm -hmm. a good education in and not add years onto that? Yeah, that's hard because like I mean there is so much to know. I feel like mm -hmm. for like an architecture degree because like there's so much history and theory and stuff behind it but then there's also like a lot of science that you have to know about it but then there's also like the way that they shape how you think and your work ethic and stuff like that so uh I like kind of a good thing that they kick your butt like the first year like it feels really really bad like while it's happening oh, like yeah. really bad but I don't know that's a that's a tricky question because I want to say like yes like make it like less credits like make it four years but like would you compromise the work ethic and the ability to design if you did that I'm not sure maybe the program requirements are more harsh I guess like maybe I think that there's one school I talked to a girl over the summer and she had already graduated, but I'm pretty sure they had, like, their third year review or something. And they had to, like, make a portfolio. And, like, people got kicked out of their program if they didn't, like, if their stuff, like, wasn't good enough, you know. But, like, after your third year. So, like, I don't know. Like, that sounds really, really harsh. But, like, potentially, like, if you have the natural gift to be a designer, like, these things would just come to you and I, I don't know that sounds really bad actually like saying it but like <laughs> I mean I think yes there could be a way to like reduce credits I think potentially by integrating uh, curriculum into each other but also like that's really hard to say because part of architecture I think is like rigor and like ethics and like mm -hmm. work ethic I mean mm -hmm. yeah I don't know yeah no I agree with you it's interesting to think about because I think we all like wish that it was less time consuming but like thinking about but you totally would not be as good happened. if it was less yeah. time consuming oh yeah yeah and with that I'll be concluding this episode I want to thank Lauren once again for her time and extremely thoughtful answers. I know she definitely gave me a lot to think about in terms of architectural education and our role once we graduate. It was great to get to reflect together on our educations as we're nearing graduation. I hope our conversation was fruitful for you as well. Thanks for listening.